You're listening to episode four, Are We There Yet? Hello, darlings, and welcome to the Wake Up and Show Up podcast with your girl, your host, Portia Scott. This is a podcast with the mission to inspire and empower you to take your life off autopilot, optimize the power of your uniqueness, and execute intentionally in every area of your life. As I record this message, beloved Pulitzer Prize winning author, editor, teacher, and professor emeritus at Princeton University, Toni Morrison has passed away. Rest well, queen. I want to dedicate this episode to everyone that thinks you're out of time, that you are too old, and that you've gone around the bin way too many times to get started. Miss Morrison was 40 years old when she published her first book. I was 30 years old when I finally completed my bachelor's degree in business management from Northeastern University in Boston, Massachusetts. I was 37 when I finally realized that I had allowed life to fall in my lap and accepted whatever it gave me. It's never too late to start showing up. Live the life you have at whatever age or juncture you find yourself. This episode is for anyone that has said these famous words. I should be further along by now. And maybe you should, but your story is your story, and the road you travel was just for you. Take my hand. Let's walk this road together. Let's wake up and show up together. Let's start impacting the world together. It's one foot in front of the other. It's one step at a time. We have a part to play in the life that we have, and if we don't live life, it will certainly live it for us. Take a little trip with me as I unfold my story. When I was growing up, I don't remember a time that I didn't want to be an attorney. As far back as I could remember, I had always watched law shows with my mom. She would even speak it over my life all the time and say that I was going to be her lawyer. I would often sway back and forth about whether or not I would be a corporate or criminal attorney because, to be honest, I couldn't reconcile defending someone that had done something wrong, nor did I know what a corporate attorney did. But I knew they made money, and that was the goal. Can I interject and say there are far more fulfilling things than just choosing something because of money? I am aware that the mortgage has to be paid car notes, tuition, and 401ks. But if we only do things because of the money, eventually we will resent what we do. The problem is, I don't know if I wanted to be a lawyer because I loved it or because it was something expected of me. I actually didn't like my business law class in high school, but I acted like I did and did well in it because I knew that I was supposed to like it if this was something I wanted to do. I was also unsure whether or not I chose this option because I didn't know what my other options were. Doctor was out because even now when my kids get hurt, I don't do well with blood. Teacher, not enough money, and I really didn't like kids that much. Engineer, math was not really my strong suit. So lawyer it was. I loved to debate and talk, plus the lawyers on law and order were the truth, and I wanted to be just like that. I know what you're saying. Portia, they were the exact type of lawyer you said you didn't want to be. Look, that's what I had. I found that I had always been a bit of a chameleon. 
I am a little ashamed to admit it now, but it's the truth. I know I'm not by myself. I wanted to go to Howard because my favorite cousin went and I wanted to be just like her. In sixth and seventh grade, I chose to play the flute because she played the flute. The people in our realm of exposure tend to have a heavy influence on us, whether direct or indirect. Hindsight is twenty twenty, and I wish I knew then what I know now. You can't get to where you're going without executing intentionally in that area. Ask me how I know. Because as I sit in my senior year, I still hadn't applied to Howard. I never talked to my guidance counselor about how to get into college, nor how to pay for it. The want, the dream, the vision, it was just supposed to happen. I had good grades, although a sister could have done better on the SAT, but I only took it once. And who knew that 57% of students that retook the SAT would see a mark of improvement on their score. I applied to the state schools because that's what everyone else did. I wish I could say I was bold and audacious as a teen, but I liked structure and I did what I was told. No bucking the system here. I mean, I wasn't a perfect child, but all in all, I didn't want to go against the grain. I did eventually get accepted to Morris Brown College. I would pay for it with my Hope Scholarship and be part of the majorette team. Did I mention I was a majorette in high school? Oh, honey, I was good too. I started in seventh grade and did it until 12th grade. Good times. As life would have it, though, I didn't go to Morris Brown. While all my classmates were off to college, I hit corporate America running. I knew I was going to go to college, just wasn't sure when or where. Very early on, because of my lack of execution, I would again begin to create that narrative for my life that would shape my thoughts and expectations. I told you earlier what that narrative was. I should be further along than this. I should be in college. I started to play the narrative, why am I here? I could have been anywhere. I should have been. I should have. This should have already happened for me by now. That became my narrative. I was completely off course in my life is what I believed. I did go to DeVry for a little bit, as I mentioned earlier, to be a computer programmer because the lady I worked with at Equifax was a programmer. I thought maybe, all right, let's try Georgia State and study early childhood education because that's what everyone else was doing. I ended up signing up for the military, something I thought I would never do. But I thought about the college money and traveling, so... Hey, my father had been in the military, so the, ar- the army life wasn't foreign to me. Let's give it a chance. I decided that if I didn't receive my Georgia State acceptance letter within a month, I would sign my name on the dotted line. No acceptance letter until I was in basic training. Now, that was a cruel joke, Georgia State admission office. But do you see the pattern? I was a chameleon. And if you don't live your life, life will live it for you. You'll be stuck doing, having, and being whatever falls into your lap at that time. It's pretty sad, but something we don't talk about. My decisions had landed me into a heap of pitiful. I did go into the Army. Five months after basic training, I was deployed to Kuwait, which was supposed to be a breeze. But not long after we arrived, 
I found myself on a convoy from Kuwait to Iraq. Yep, all I did was sign up for the college money, and I got to go to war. I served two tours in Iraq, and the most beautiful thing that came out of my military career, John Henry Scott III, we met in Iraq. Didn't I tell you that already? Well, stay tuned for the next episode with him, and we will give you all the tea. Life doesn't always go the way we planned in our minds because we haven't executed according to our dreams. I expected things to just happen. I was 30 years old when I received my degree. I took a full load, thank you GI Bill, worked full time, and had a whole family. But finishing was my motivation. What's your motivation? There was more than just being a lawyer and going to Howard. And those options were great, but they were someone else's dreams and aspirations. However, I couldn't see beyond what I saw. Laura was one of the only cousins that I had that went to college. My father was in the military, so I wasn't connected to the other sides of my family. Laura's motivation for going to college pushed her to achieve great success in college and go on to be an incredible educator in New Jersey. I remember speaking to one of my mom's friends when I was trying to figure out my life. I recall her saying to me, your sister will finish college before you do. Wow. My sister's five years younger than me, and she did finish before me, but that didn't stop me. My motivation was finishing. I wanted to finish what I'd started. Sometime our path is longer than we planned, but if you stay on the path, you will get there. When I graduated, I was so proud. I remember my husband, my mom, daughter, and a friend of mine being at my graduation. It wasn't held on a huge field or in the stadium where the Celtics played. It was in a small auditorium, but that didn't matter. I was a 30-year-old woman walking across the stage with my head held high. I didn't graduate with most of my peers, but I graduated. I took the long scenic route, one that went through Atlanta's corporate scene, made a journey through the Middle Eastern desert in Iraq and a pit stop in North Carolina, and finally found myself in Massachusetts. But your girl did it. It was that motivation. It was that journey that changed my narrative. It went from, I should be here by now, to I am exactly where I am supposed to be. There's a famous quote from Toni Morrison, freeing yourself was one thing, claiming ownership of that freed self was another. As always, we end every show with this declaration. Waking up is automatic. Showing up is intentional. Today, I will show up. Thank you again for spending time with me today and listening to the Wake Up and Show Up podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe so you never miss a show. Leave us a five-star review and share with a friend or foe. You can follow us on Instagram at I am Portia Scott, Facebook at I am Portia Scott. Until next time, go impact the world. <laughs>